would I be? I'm so glad that the Lord saved me. Hallelujah. Oh, glory, glory, glory. He is worthy. He is worthy. Hallelujah. Jesus is worthy of all the praise, the honor, and the glory. I thank God for this evening. I thank God for my life, my health, my strength. I celebrate God for the opportunity to come before each and every one of you as we stand before his throne and just thank him for the magnitude of who he is for his mercy, for his grace, for his miracles, for his signs, for his wonders. God is a great God and he is worthy to be praised. Praise and thank God for an opportunity to come before you. This is Prophetess Dawn and I'm telling you, I just had that song way down in my soul. I just had to get it out because when I think back over my life, my God, my God, when I think about everything that I've been through. When I think about everything that God has been to me over the years, oh my God, huh? I get excited when I think about how he saved me and sanctified me, filled me with his Holy Spirit. Oh my God, what an honor, what a privilege to be amongst the number in this season, in this hour. Oh Father God, I thank you. I bless you. I honor you today because you are great and you are greatly to be praised. This is Prophetess Dawn, and I got a mighty word from heaven tonight for you. God has given us a rhema word, a word of encouragement tonight, and I am so grateful, and I'm thankful to God for all that he is doing, all that he is going to do. God is a great God, and he don't make no mistakes. I thank God for this evening. I share it with you all that I am walking in purpose. I have heard God. I understood the assignment and I am moving forward. I am moving forward. I'm doing what God has called me to do. I'm forging forward and I am looking for those who God is sending to be connected through and with this ministry, those divine helpers. I am looking. I am looking for God to bring them forward so that we can do the work that God has commissioned us to do. How about this, y'all? I got in the, uh, not in the mail, not in the mail because they don't send it in the mail anymore, but I have my official, my official, come on, y'all. Some, some angels in heaven are celebrating right now and some demons on their way to hell are very upset, but I got my official official paperwork from the state of Ohio. We are official. We are official. I'm a pastor, y'all. I'm a pastor, y'all. I know God has called me in this season. I know he's called me to this work. And I'm telling you, once we unite and we get these divine workers together, these divine helpers to come alongside and, and do what God has called us to do, we're going to do a great work in this region. I feel it. I sense it. I have a vision. Mm. 
My God, so many souls saved, so many souls reconciled to Christ on our launch day. How about that? I want to see a mass uh, uh, baptism when we go into the house. I'm I'm telling you, I, I just keep hearing all of these songs and, and all of this worship and, and all of this uh, uh, um, celebration and all of the worship to our King, not for our own vain glory. This has nothing to do with me. This is all about the Christ that we serve. And I'm telling you, he gave me a word tonight. And if y'all don't like it, I'm going to be the first partaker. One of the things about me that many people may not know, but if you're close to me, you know it. One of my love languages is to is to feed. I love to feed people. I love to cook. And, and I and remember I said cook not bake <laughs> because I say I just prophetess cannot bake, but I love to cook. And that is how I express my love. And so much so that, that on Sundays, every Sunday, or, or just about every Sunday, the last couple of months, I done fell off a little bit, but I'm picking it back up. But every Sunday I make a big Sunday meal for my family so that I can feed them. That is how I express my love. And I know that God has called me to feed his sheep. He said, Dawn, do you love me? Mm. He said, do you love me? If you love me, then feed my sheep. And I'm telling you, I have been in the presence of the king. I have been in the presence of the king. My prayer has been, God, as you place me before your people, let them see you and not me. But allow the anointing that is on my life to flow from the overflow of my relationship with you. My God, my God. And I thank God. I thank God for allowing us to come full circle. Full circle. This little girl from Detroit, Michigan, that God has called to draw his people. He's looking for the remnant within the remnant. And we ain't got time for nothing else but being about our father's business. It's on. <laughs> Somebody said it's on and popping. It's on like popcorn. We are going to do what God has called us to do. And I'm excited about it. I can see it. I can see it. I can see it. Anyway, God has given me a word to share with his people, and I am going to do my best to share the good news. Sometimes all we got to do, all we got to do, and listen, I'm talking to you, those who God has called in this hour. There are more than just me. It's more than just me and more than just me around me. Okay, you understand what I'm saying? God has called us in this season to rise up and to lead his flock, to draw them back to him. He has called us to do that in this season. He's called all of us as leaders. And it's real simple. It's real simple. All we got to do, all we got to do is to go out and preach the gospel and disciple his people. And see, the thing about the gospel, it ain't no one, two, three, four, five ways about it. If you get into the word and you preach and minister the word of God, it's right there. It's right there. Get into your word, hear from God, and bring it to the people. It's as simple as that. God has been dealing with me in the area of intercession. 
And I know and understand my role and my function in my family. So that, that has never been a question. I know God has me interceding for the family and, and praying and covering and being their spiritual covering, you know, uh, over the family. I know and understand my role and function in the church. As he has uh, uh, commissioned me to pastor this church, I know my responsibility, not just for praying for uh, uh, the, the flock, but for those who are to come. So I get it. I understand it. I dedicate the time to set aside and to pray and to do these things. But God has been dealing with me over the last few weeks around uh, my role to pray and intercede for the nations. <laughs> praying for the nations and not just for the sake of the nations, but praying God's will into the earth. And that's a, that, that's, that's a powerful thing that God is doing. And I believe that he's not only calling me to that clarion call and commission that he wants, wants me to do, but he wants us to get on post. We got to get on post. I'm telling you, God is doing a great work. He is doing a great work in this hour, and it is going to be likened unto the great uh, 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 Lord. Why did I just lose it out of my head? <laughs> y'all remember, y'all know what I'm trying to say. The revival, uh, uh, the great awakening, the great awakening uh, here in the earth. God is, he, he's, he's about to do something. He's going to show himself strong. I'm telling you, I've been, uh, uh, reading up on, on this stuff about this meta universe and metaverse and all of this. My husband, he, he you know, he, he kind of side eyed me a little bit sometimes <laughs> because I get too deep into it, but I'm telling you anybody that wants to take on the role and function of God, he's going to bring it down. He's going to bring it down. So it is not too far away that God is going to show his presence in the earth in a way that we haven't seen it for a long time. Y'all hear prophetess, I know what I'm talking about. I hear what God is saying. He is going to do it, but we got to do our part. We have got to do our part. I got to do my part. You got to do your part. And we got to pray. We got to intercede. We got to get into his presence. We have to hear from him and walk in real time obedience to his will. Amen. Yes, God is, is doing miracles and signs and wonders. And I'm so grateful to God. I'm so grateful to him that he is reminding us of who he is. He's reminding us of who he is. He ain't never changed. He was the same yesterday. He's the same today. And he shall be the same forevermore. Hold tight to what you know. Hold tight to what you know, because some of these things that God is about to do is going to blow our mind. It's going to shake the very foundation of what we thought we knew about who he was. But just like what we're going to talk about today in Galatians, don't let go of the faith. Contend for the faith. Hold on to it. Hold on to what you know. Because see, when God starts moving the way that he moves and not the way that we think, because our thoughts are not his thoughts, our ways are not his ways. And as God do it his way, some of us are going to fall off. Don't fall off. Hold tight. Hold tight. And if you 
feel like you get a little shaky as we get along the way, I want you to just call prophetess. We'll pray our way through. <laughs> we'll make our way through. And for those of us who are standing in the need of deliverance, I'm telling you, you better seek God. You better seek God because we're so bound up. We are so bound up. I, uh, on Was it yesterday or the day before I got a call? From my sister, uh, my husband's uh, sister, I got a call about our niece who had, uh, she had hemorrhaging, hemorrhaging in her head. Uh, she had an aneurysm. And, and, and of course, y'all know how I do. Mm. See, even when I said that, I felt... Uh, I felt a pressure and a pain in, in, in the left side of my my head. I, I could feel it, and I could feel it just going from the back and just progressing up midway, midway. I, I want to record that because the devil is a liar. Ah, she Yes, God. Yes, God. We bind it up now. We bind it up right now in the name of Jesus. Father God, bring healing. But I got the call about my niece who had uh, gone into emergency. And if I heard it right, I believe she walked in there and they said that she had bleeding on the brain. And if y'all know me, y'all know anything about me. I don't care who it is. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. And I said, we, we going we gonna to pray and we ain't giving up without a fight. But there was something there. There was something there that was restraining me from, from being able to get a breakthrough. And I'm telling you, right in the middle of my bedroom floor, I had a deliverance. <laughs> I said, devil, you a lying demon. You coming up out of me. You coming up out of here. Because, see, we don't play games. We don't play games. This thing is real. This thing is real. And I believe that God is going to bring her out. And ever since, I just I keep trying to stay close enough. I don't want to get too close. I don't want to get too close, but I want to be close enough to hear and understand what's going on so I know how to pray. So I know how to pray. Sometimes it's good to see what's going on in the natural. See, we got to start teaching in balance. We got to start teaching in balance. All of this hocus pocus, hoodoo, voodoo, moodoo, all of that crap that ain't nothing. I'm talking about some folk who some sure fire praying intercessors that can move heaven and shake earth. See, some things we just try to comply with because it look good. Commercially, it sounds good. But when you've been in, in, in the down and dirty <laughs> and you know how to war, it's all right. The, the devil wants you to think that you ain't supposed to be looking at what's happening in the natural. Uh-uh, baby. It's three rams, and we'll teach on that one day. But anyway, I had to seek God for what was pressing me in the moment, in the moment, because I couldn't press through. It's important, y'all. It's important as intercessors that we pray and we lift up the intercessors. We got to pray for those who are praying because the enemy is going to do everything he can to chip 
through that armor. Yes, we're going to put on the full armor of Christ every day, every morning. We know what to do. We know what to do. But sometimes we need y'all to keep, 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 keep praying for us. Keep praying for us as we pray for you. And uh, but anyway, I'm excited. I'm excited about God. He is going to perform a miracle. I am trusting God for signs and wonders. And and even now, as I'm just speaking to it, I just pray that God will bring comfort to the family, to the family, her mother and, and her siblings and even her children. She just had a baby. I believe a month or so ago she just had a baby and 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 um uh just happened to have this aneurysm but we thank God. We believe God. He had to remind me of who he was. He had to show me times, show me times. I was sharing this with my sister-in-law. It was times that we would pray for people who were on the brink of death. On the brink of death. And God brought them through. And we have seen it. And and I was sharing that with her because I said, you've seen it. You've seen God bring folk back, (laughs) you know, from the brink of death, dire situations, doctors saying they couldn't do anything, you know. But anyway, uh, just sharing that testimony, uh, my old bishop, he would say, Praise them in the air <laughs> before the situation even dropped down in the earth. So I am praising God. And somebody else said, praise them in the middle of it. I'm praising him even now that she is going to rise up out of that bed. The last I heard, she was blinking her eyes and squeezing hands and moving her foot, but she is not responding uh, her MRIs came back okay, and and some other information. I'm still trying to get in there so I can understand what's going on. But we are praying, and I want those of you who are listening, and I'm talking about the prayers of the righteous, the prayers of the righteous. That's what's going to pull her through. It's those prayers, those prayers. Not me, not you, not anybody else. But the God that we serve, he gets all the glory. He gets all the honor. And it ain't no big eyes, little eyes, big T's, little T's. We all have access to heaven. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad? We all have access to heaven. And Jesus hears our prayers. Amen. All right. So I want to get into this word because I'm telling you, as I began to study this word of God, it was an encouragement to me. And I know it's going to encourage you. All right. Let's jump into this word. Waymaker. Miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. I remember the first time I heard that song sang. Oh, my God. Uh, Psalmist, I can't uh, remember her name right now. She went on to glory. She went on with the Lord. 
but she was the sweetest person. Oh my God, she was so sweet. And she sang that song, she sang that song. I love it. God is a way maker. He is a miracle worker. He is a promise keeper. He's our light in the darkness. He is our God. And I thank him. I thank God even now. Father God, in the name of Jesus, as we approach your throne tonight, Lord God, I ask that you will have your way and let your will be done. As I prepare to feed your people, God, I ask, Lord God, that they will receive the nourishment ah, for their body. Father God, I pray that if there be anything, Lord God, that is not for them, Lord Jesus, Father God, that you allow them to throw out the bones and take the meat, my God. God. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your rhema word. I ask God that you will hide me, that your people will see you. My God, that Father God, you will deliver a life-changing word that will bring power into the lives of your people. Father God, you are a great God. You are an awesome God. You are a mighty God, and you are greatly to be praised. Now, Father, we prepare to minister your word tonight. We prepare to receive from you and the ministry of your Holy Spirit. Take full reign. Take full reign and full control in Jesus' holy name. Oh my God, my God, my God. Listen to me. Listen to me, y'all. I can't wait until we get fully staffed in the ministry until we get fully staffed because when I tell you prophetess can do quite a few things but singing ain't one of them but I love to worship the Lord I love to worship him and I'm telling you he is a way maker He's a miracle worker. He's our light in the darkness. He's a promise keeper. My God, my God, my God. He's such an awesome God. Now, let me get into the word. I promised you that we were going to get into God's word. And I was going to share with you all what God has been sharing with me and praying that it will bring forth uh goodness in your lives and help you even in your walk and in your journey. But as God has called me to this office, and I'm, I'm telling you, I take it very seriously what God has called me to do. And I believe, I really truly believe that as I begin to walk, as I begin to start this journey and walk in what God has called me to do, he's going to continue to lay the path as I take one step. He's going to direct my steps and he's going to take me further and further. I'm telling you, when God said, I want you to pastor, you all may know or may not know if you listen to some of my earlier podcasts. Uh, I, I had been on a journey. I have been on a journey for a couple of years now saying, God, where do I go? Because I was hearing that still small voice saying, I want you to pastor. I want you to pass. I'm like, pass the what? <laughs> pass the where and how and, and, and so forth. And when I just heard God uh, real sternly uh, say it's time and I began to walk in it, then I said, God, I want to be truly 
who you desire for me to be in this season. I don't want to play church. I'm I'm sick of that. I don't want to play church. I want to walk in what you have called. And I apologize, you all. When I start talking, this thing with this dry throat, I mean, I get super dry. So I'm going to try not to smack, (laughs) but I got to get through it. (laughs) I got to get... Excuse me, I got to get through it. But anyway, I want to be who God has called me to be because I know that he trusts me. See, God called me not because I was, you know, a a great orator or or charismatic or any of those things. But he know that I love. He know that I love and that he could trust me to love his people. And as I said before, I, I, I said to somebody, I love hard because I was hardly loved. See, I tried to replace or fill in the gap of the things that I did not have. So as I was in my time with the Lord, I said, God, what do you want us to be? And, and, and how do we start? And, and what do I do? And as you, as you continue to build this thing around me, and as I continue to just walk in obedience to your will, where do I start? God says, start where Paul started. See, sometimes we, <laughs> we got the path. And, 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 I, and I say this because I know that I have been called to leaders. I know that I've been called to leaders, people like me, who God is saying, in this hour, I need you to rise up and I need you to be the instrument that I have uh, predestined you to be in this hour so that I can invoke my will in the earth. And some of us will sit around and just wait for somebody to come pull us and yank us up onto the path. And God said, no, I need you to do this. So so I know that I am called to, to like-minded people. And because of that, I feel that I can be transparent in my experience and my walk as I as I, you know, I'm a few steps ahead, but I ain't that far ahead. I mean, this thing is blowing my mind. It is absolutely blowing my mind that God has called me into the office of a pastor. Blowing my mind. Blowing my mind. Having conversations with my husband and and just being able to share my faith in a way that I've not been able to share it in the past and get his faith. Come on now. That's God. So anyway, as I was going before him and saying, well, what do I do? How, how do I do this? And God began to show me uh, in Galatians. So we want to start. We want to start where Paul started. See, one thing about me and, and, and this ministry, and I know the pattern uh, that God is allowing me as I continue to learn and grow and lead uh, is 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 going to be similar to the preparation coming by way of my corporate experiences and my life experiences and you know just just different things along the way um, 
before pastoring, tools and techniques and things that that I learned along the way. So I know that God is allowing me to pull that into this office, right? And to leverage those things, to employ those things, to invoke those things so that I can be a greater leader to those that he is sending by way of this ministry. And so one of the things that I do uh, in my profession, any time I get a new project, one of the things that I try to do is I try to understand what is the, the current state? What is their current mode of operations? What is, how are they doing it today? <laughs> you know, And as I, as I try to understand that, I understand with the ear to uh, help optimize and bring better efficiencies into what they're doing. So my mind, I, I, I think very systemically. So I, I think system, you know, uh, wise, I, I want to see the end to end, you know, how, how are you doing it today from one end to the other? And I look at things from a systematic perspective. And so I carry that into the office of a pastor. And when I look at the church, and, and one of the things that God has shown me early on is that, you know, <laughs> I he, he's not going to templatize or cookie cutter this ministry. That, you know, I'm, I'm sick of playing church. I'm sick of the emotionalism and, and all of that. I want, I want God to have his way and I want his power to be experienced in the earth. I'm telling you, this, this great awakening this great awakening of God's people and, 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 and clarion call to the remnant within the remnant and the power that is coming into the earth. The power that is coming into the earth. See, what, uh, listen, and I said I wasn't going to go there about that this metaverse stuff that's going on. <laughs> I'm not. I promise you I'm not. But I'm telling you, we got to get on point we, the church got to get on point. These are the end times. And we don't have time to be playing. So what better time than now for this church that, it, that God is planting in this, in this local region to get back on track? And let's start by understanding what is the current state. How did they do it before? How did they do it? So so God took me back to the book of Galatians. And he took me to uh, James and, and Acts around the 9th through the 13th chapter. And, and maybe, you know, we may go into the first or, or whatever. But anyway, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But the way that God has shown me how he wants to break this down. We're going to start in the study of as the early church was being founded, as the foundation was being laid, as the apostles were going out and instructing, and as they were giving the blueprint for what the church was supposed to be, even though it was it was specific to those um, areas, but it was 
it was uh, uh, universal to the entire Christian experience. So let's go back. Let's go back. God, take us back to the foundation, to the very basics. Sometimes you just got to get to the basics of a thing. So he took me to Galatians and, 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 you know, I began to start my study. And I'm telling you, I, I can really relate to Paul. And, and one of the things <laughs> throughout my Christian walk, I always thought I related better to Peter. Because Peter was the one, you know, cut your ear off. <laughs> but I could relate to Paul. Not as Saul, but as Paul, who had that experience with Jesus. Who, although he was a persecutor of the Christians, he then turned his life around and began to to minister and preach the gospel and do what God has called him to do. And I'm so astonished with his life, even... Um, despite all of the things that he did, but the thing that I mostly relate to him on is is how he was the reject. Now, some would say he should have been (laughs) because he persecuted the Christians, you know. But he was a reject. He He was not revered as part of the core, the original set, the ones who came and and walked with Jesus and and slept with Jesus and and supped with Jesus. You know. And, And not only did he have to contend with not being a part of the originals, he had to contend with the reality of his past. The reality, the, 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 fact that folk could say stuff that seemingly would be rumor, but it was true. <laughs> Ain't that so? When people try to bring up your past. See, I'm the type of person, you can say a lot of stuff about me. You can say a lot of stuff about me. But if, if I did it, if it's real, I'm telling you, if I move past it, it's, hey, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Lord, forgive me. I've turned, I've repented, but I will not let the enemy condemn me for something that I know I did that I ain't had no business doing. I own it and ask God to forgive me for it and help me not to do it again. And Paul was the same. He was the same. He he committed Uh, horrific atrocities against the Christian faith. But he didn't go to Jesus and say, forgive me for what I've done to your people. Now I want to follow you. Jesus chose him. Can Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? He could have used anybody else. Knowing everything that he knew about Paul and what he did, not only did he choose him, he he arrested him. He said, look, you think you're about to go on this road? 
You think you about to go on this journey? Oh no, I'm going to stop you right in your tracks. Go read up on Paul. I'm telling you, it's a fascinating, fascinating story. But in Galatians, he came to deliver a word to the people that they know and understand that they are justified by faith. Justified by faith in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And sometimes it is a blessing in, in being rejected because he wasn't bound to the rules and regulations of the law. He wasn't bound to the ideologies or the philosophies of those who conform to the other 12 disciples or even, excuse me, the Jewish Jewish faith. (laughs) Sometimes I really honestly, like I feel that same way. It's like, all right, y'all don't like me anyway. So, so what I got to lose? I'm not tied to your uh, uh, philosophy. I come to reform. I come to set straight. And it's better for me that you shun me and push me away than if you embrace me. In other words, Paul couldn't be bought. He couldn't be bought by their flattery or, or, or accolades. Let's get into the word. Let me see. What did I write down here? Galatians chapter 1, verses 11 and 12. And I'm going to read it from the NIV. The word of God says, I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that the gospel I preach is not of human origin. See, first he wanted them to know this ain't this ain't uh, carnal. This ain't fallible. This is not something that can, can be uh, flawed or debated. He said, this ain't of human origin. In other words, it's beyond the limitations of our own human understanding. He said, I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it. Rather, I received it by revelation from Jesus Christ. Listen, don't let nobody make you feel like you ain't hearing from Jesus. You better reconcile your relationship with him in such a way that you know, that you know, that you know that you are hearing his voice. Because sometimes the very people who seemingly are in a position of leadership and have the highest level credibility are the ones who are wrong. They are just simply flat out wrong. And what was happening during that time was the leaders, the leaders of the church in Galatians, those leaders were trying to build the infrastructure or the order of the church. 
Hey, y'all know anything you build, you got to put some, some structure around it. And that's what they were trying to do. You know, I don't fault them because God is a God of order. But they weren't hearing appropriately. And you got to remember, too, this was this was in Acts during the, the time of Acts. But that movement was happening. I believe they were in the south. I got to look on that map again. And, and and what was going on in Acts was in the northern part. So I'm not saying whether they had the Holy Ghost or not. Because we know that there's no distance in the spirit. But I don't know. <laughs> but but I, can, what I can tell you is that these leaders at that time, they were conforming to the Jewish way of doing things they were conforming to the rules and regulations of the law and so what Paul was doing was he was coming and saying look Jesus came to set us free not to keep us bound he wanted to let us know that we are justified through faith and, and embrace the full gospel message of Christ crucified. And by that crucifixion, it empowers us to live like Jesus lived. I shared with you all just a few minutes ago about getting that phone call, that very devastating phone call about my niece having the aneurysm. And my instinct was, of course, to pray. But then I began to let uh, doubt seep in. And Jesus had to remind me that miracles, signs, and wonders Everything that he had done just kind of began to flash. And I'm telling you, I had to get unbound by my own thinking. We lost uh, my husband's sister, I believe it's almost 11, 12 years ago, uh, when my dad passed away as well. 10 years, maybe 10 years. And she had passed from an aneurysm. And the experience was that at some point they had determined that she didn't have a uh, function in, in her brain at, at a capacity that they thought she could. And so they, they made a decision and a very hard decision to not, you know, make her have a life that would be unfulfilling. And so they they made a decision and she went on and ended her journey here on the earth. And so from that experience, my initial prayer was, God, just so show some signs. Show some signs of, 
of, of, of just something so that they don't try to rush the family into making a decision. And then when I got the call yesterday that she was, you know, squeezing hands and moving her leg, I was so excited. And then my sister-in-law called me today. I, I say she's my sister. And she called me today and she said as she was praying and, and, and interceding on behalf of our niece, she said she asked God, she said, just let her open her eyes. Mm. Ain't that something? Ain't that something? Paul was trying to help us understand and to embrace the gospel message of Christ crucified and that crucifixion allowed all people by faith to live a life like Jesus did. And what did he do? What did he do? Miracles, signs, and wonders followed him. He saved, he sanctified, He healed. I'm telling you what, what God wants us to know, and especially here at Life Path. He wants us to know that we can live out loud the life that God ordained for us. I really want you to take the time to get into the Word of God. And I'm going to continue on with this uh, series, and I want to start breaking down the Word of God. I want to start breaking it down so that we understand, even in this modern time, in our, in our daily living, that just like... Those Galatians were struggling in their faith and trying to lay a foundation that they thought was the right way, but it was tied to bound bondage. It was tied to so much bondage. They wanted them to live by the law. And what Paul was trying to help them understand, he said, look, the law was sent kind of like a, a, a disciplinarian. It was said to help you know right from wrong. But it wasn't said to save you. Because if that was the case, the whole reason that Jesus died would be of naught. He would have wasted his life if the law could save. But it couldn't. And what's most important is that he didn't want people to be so bound that they weren't able to live free and liberated lives. We get so bound up. in our own religious thinking 
that we don't allow ourselves to really get into the presence of God. I told y'all, this is going to be, this ministry is going to be like nothing you've ever seen before because we will be led by God. We're not going to be constrained by the status quo. All of this emotionalism, I'm telling you, it's time out for that. Go back, go back, go back to the basics. Go back to the basics. You know. Paul was laying the foundation for what we live today. He was very intentional. He was matter of fact. He was about it, about it. About what he knew. This thing to be all about. And he wasn't turning back. He wasn't conforming. And he wasn't allowing anybody to change his mind about what God had called him to and his experience with Jesus. I want to encourage us tonight to know that if God called us, I don't care how we are today, but if God called us, He called us with a purpose. And nobody can change God's will for us. I want to get into this word. I want to break it down. I took a lot of notes. I started, like I said, in Galatians 1. Chapter 1. It's not a big book. So I want y'all to start reading it. If y'all gonna go on this journey with me. I haven't wrote down a little note to myself. Don't ask my neighbor. Don't ask my neighbor. We gotta know this for ourselves. Because see, part of what the early church was doing, they were looking at others and trying to see how they were doing it. We're trying to see what they were doing over there. No. You got to get it for yourself. Stop trying to take shortcuts. Stop trying to take shortcuts and get to know God through somebody else's experience. You need to know him for yourself through your own experience. I was going back uh, through my study for um, theology and and just trying to go back through some of the Old Testament survey, the New Testament survey. And I was listening to this minister uh, who said in their church, he said, I, I don't, 
put scripture up on the screen. And I thought, oh, what a what a great idea. Because when we get into the sanctuary, I know we're going to have to put the worship songs up and the hymns and all of that. Yep, uh-huh, we're going to do it all. But the, uh, the scripture, he said he don't do that because in our modern day church, a lot of people don't get into the word. So he said he actually invested in getting physical Bibles for their ministry. And, um, and so he'll, he'll tell them the scripture and he might put the scripture up on the screen, but he won't on the projector, but he won't put the actual text. I said, Oh, that's a good idea because I know we do not be reading our word. We just don't. Because if we were, we wouldn't be so bound. We got to start getting into the word. So as we continue this journey, and I told y'all what God gave me, we're going to start in Galatians. We're going to start with the first mission. And we're going to walk through James. And then we're going to continue in Acts 1, around 1 through 15. But know that the core theme throughout all of this is that we are justified by faith and that the law is a teacher. Now, we don't want to get away from the law. People say, oh, if we ain't, we ain't bound by the law, so we don't have to do this and that and whatever. Well, the difference is the law is now written on your heart and you got the Holy Spirit there telling you, okay, now. <laughs> it don't absolve you from your Christian responsibility to live right. Folk just be wanting any kind of excuse. Man, I'm telling you, my flesh and my carnal desires, I don't want no parts of them. I don't want nothing that is not of Christ. Nothing. That's why that's why I'm teachable and I can be corrected. Like like anybody can correct me. I I don't care. I don't care. Anybody can correct me. And I'm talking about correct me if I need to be corrected. Not somebody that's trying to put you down or, you know, just antagonize or bully you. But I'm saying I can really be corrected because I don't want nothing in me that is not like God. And I mean that. So many people try to make so many excuses for why we live the way we do. You know you living in sin. You know you grieving the Holy Spirit. You know that you're doing these things, but you're still doing them. I was confronted with a situation just a couple of weeks ago. Was it a couple of weeks? Maybe a week ago. <laughs> a week ago. And I'm telling you, I, I'm not going to say I jumped out of character. I jumped all the way in character, but it was that flesh. 
It was that carnal, carnal flesh. And I, I had to go to the person and repent to them. And I'm talking about not just, oh, I'm sorry, but turn, truly turn from that, from that behavior and that way of being. Ask for their forgiveness. And stop. And just, just flat out stop. But sometimes we just, we just like, okay, well, it ain't no immediate consequence for our action, so I'm just gonna keep on walking in it. Why? 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 Why do you want to do that? We ought to get joy and purpose out of living for God. That that was one of the things that just fascinated me about the story about Paul and how you know he 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 spoke to the Galatians. He like we gotta contend for this faith. We gotta we 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 gotta stand up for what we know. Because if we allow the foundation to be jacked up. Imagine what's going to happen for those who come behind us and those who are walking alongside us. We have to take a strong stance and say, look, no, this it ain't that kind of party. And what better person to say it than somebody who has the, the contextual knowledge and credibility from his experiences. See, Paul, Paul was a he was a devout one of them. So he knew the law. He knew everything about it. So he was coming from an intelligent place and space. He he knew what he was talking about. He was able to recognize it and say, wait a minute, this is what y'all trying to, y'all trying to bind, bind these people up. And, and anything that's new and fresh and early, <laughs> it just... A thought just came in my mind. I'm, sometimes I get so tickled by these people on my job. Oh my good. Ooh, they are something else. And when I tell you they give me a run for my money, they give me a run for my money. I better watch saying that because and listen, you you and you don't be sending me no messages after I say. That. But these people give me a run for my money. And it is all because we're working on um, an innovation project. So it's an innovation project, which means that the technology that we're bringing forth is not something that they've ever done before. So a lot of what they're doing is creating. And you know, whenever you create, it's in the abstract. It's not something that's tangible or something that you can touch. So sometimes when you, and I, I've just found this over the years, that when you're on a project team, you have to have people who are very secure in their insecurities. Like the people who can be the most vulnerable and not knowing. The ones who, like me, are simple-minded and they don't care that, that you know it, right? You have to be around people like that because that's the only way that their creativity will manifest and they allow themselves to fail and to learn from how they fail so that they can build something great. But the thing about this group is that, man, I'm tough. Oh my goodness. Sometimes 
<sighs> y'all should see me. That's why I said I'm gonna start doing videos. It's like dealing with children. <laughs> and whenever you you can see it, it's almost like like you can see it coming on. Whenever these people get to a place where they don't know the answer, they start insulting each other. They start arguing. They start circle circle talking. I'm telling you, it's 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 so comical. But then again, it's sad because you just want to shake them and be like, cut it out. If, if you guys would just understand the brilliance of the moment that you're in, you are creating something that never existed and you are creating something that you don't even know what the heck you're doing. And out of your ignorance, you're going to build something great. They don't see it that way. They see it like, well, if somebody... <laughs> I, I know I should be laughing, but... <clears throat> they see it as, well, I got to pretend like I know the answer. And, and for me to put up that shield like I know the answer, I got to dictate to you what you ought to be doing. And then I got to dictate to you what you ought to be doing based on what we've done. Similar to these leaders, you know, in, Gal in, in Galatia, you know, they did the same thing. They know they pulling and grasping from air. They know they pulling from something that never existed before. They know that they're pulling from that, but they want to revert to what they know. And it's okay. I mean, it's okay to say, because like I said, I'm, I'm the one, I want to see how you did it before. It don't mean that I'm going to take everything into our future state, but at least I know what you did in the past, but they went one step further. They didn't say, look, we want you to understand the history of how we got to where we are today. They said, this is how you need to do it. And so Paul had to come in and say real clear, no, uh-uh, it ain't that kind of part. Why, why in the world would Jesus come to set us free if we need to be bound? That's just like, you know, when we, as African-Americans and, and, I'm assuming that many of the people that listen to me, at least right now, understand the plight of the African-American, especially in the United States, and how we had slavery for so long, and we were bound for so long. That's just like people coming and saying, you are a free, you are free to leave. You are no longer a slave. But you have to continue to live on this plantation and pay your former slave owner, live under his rules, regulations, and governance. But you free. <laughs> Somebody had to come along and say, wait a minute, something like civil rights? That, that don't sound that don't sound right they're no longer bound they're no, no longer bound to those rules and regulations anymore they free that Jim Crow era that, that sharecropping they are free 
Paul wanted to help us understand that. He wanted to help the Galatians understand that. He wants to help us even today to understand that. To know that we are free. We are free to live like Christ. We are free. Anything that Jesus did, we can do. Believe it. Anything that Christ did when he walked the earth, we can do as Christians. I want to end this message today because, like I said, I'm going to take my time. I want to take my time because I know that we are we're we're building something over here and we want to lay the foundation. I want to encourage those of you who have heard this message and if God is touching your heart to come alongside this ministry and to help us to do listen. I I I'm not saying that I'm the one to always deliver in this capacity. I don't know. I told you, I'm walking this thing out by faith. But if he called you to to come and teach and preach and minister, come on, let's get the work done. Those of you who know that God has called you to to live right and to come into his his, um, family of believers... It is time. It is time to turn your life around. Earlier today, I just felt something, just a sickening in my spirit, almost like death. And it it grieved me for a, a good moment. And I heard clearly the Holy Spirit says, stop. Stop what you're doing. Stop. Some folk out here just living raggedy. Every day playing Russian roulette with their lives. Out here in these streets, doing drugs and, you know, selling drugs and living that life, being around people who have no respect for life, exposing your loved ones, your children, your family, innocent bystanders. And I just felt something sickening in my spirit. And God says, stop, turn, stop, turn. Don't go that way. I'm telling you, if, if <laughs> some folk don't know, you, you if, if nothing else, you better seek Jesus. You better hide under his blood. But I want to leave you with this. And I want you to remember that no matter what, nobody, nowhere can refute the gospel and the good news that Jesus Christ has given us as his people, as his children, as his servants, as his joint heirs, that we are justified by faith. That he gave us the law to teach us 
but he gave his life to save us. Get the knowledge, get the revelation because it causes us to be accountable. We're going to talk about Paul. We're going to look at his life. We're going to look at the fact that even though, even though he turned his life around, he has sown something that he yet had to reap. Ultimately, giving his life. And many believe in a practical and physical way for the gospel. It's believed that he was a martyr uh, who died and was beheaded because the order was given in a region that he was in and in, in the time that he was there. So it's believed that he was amongst those who were killed. But we're going we're gonna to talk about it. But I'm telling you, I want to break this Galatians thing down because as we learn what they learned, we're going to employ those things in our lives. We're going to enact those things in our lives. We're going to, we're going to bring the church back. Who want to come along with me? <laughs> we're going to bring the church back. There's power. There is power that I believe for generations we have not invoked employed or enacted maybe sporadically or you know peppered here and peppered there I'm not going to say that we ain't experienced some of the things that we experienced because I've seen miracles, signs and wonders but I'm talking about on a massive scale and I always have to quantify what I say when I say massive I'm not talking about it like you know hundreds, thousands, millions, billions I'm talking about massive in, in the way of how God measures it. Massive in the sense of how close it gets us to his goals, his purpose and plan being accomplished in the earth. Now, I know this might not have been a, you know, <laughs> uh, emotional, get you all going message. It's, it's intended to be simple because we need to teach. We need to get the foundation. We need to get back to the basics. All right? So today is Sunday. I want to start just getting into um, the rhythm and the cadence of, of ministry on Saturdays because I know, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know at all. But I know that God is dealing with me in that area. So we will definitely have our services when we launch and kick off. It will, they will be on Saturdays. So I might as well, as he prepares me to, you know, continue with this, I might as well just start pattering and, and doing my cadence the same way. I pray that you all continue to pray for me as I pray for you. And so what I'm looking at is Tuesdays, Tuesday nights will be Bible study. So 
we'll get a good Bible study and we'll look at that same um, timeline and we'll probably start in Acts, maybe around chapter 9 or something like that, or maybe even James, I'm not sure yet. Thursday nights will be prayer, so we'll do at least an hour of prayer on Thursday nights. And Saturdays, I will continue with this message. And I, I believe the way God is going to take us is we'll we'll try to get through Galatians. And like I said, we'll go at the pace that the Holy Spirit defines. And then and then we'll jump into James, maybe on our Saturday um, services. Ooh, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited about what God is doing. We are justified by faith. So I want you all to continue to seek God. The miracle signs and wonders will follow you and know that you are not governed by or under the law. Get into your word because starting next Saturday, we're going to get into and start digging into this word and see what God is saying for life path. And how we can apply these things to our lives. And look and seek the opportunity to share your faith. The opportunity to bring forth life. The opportunity to encourage and lift up. I just want to pray right now, Father God. I thank you for everyone who is under the sound of my voice, Father. Father, I pray that this word will bring life and breathe life into the listeners. That, Father God, we will understand that we are justified by faith, Lord God, and we are not governed under the law and that there is no condemnation, absolutely no condemnation. Your spirit comes to convict, not to condemn. Help us to recognize and have discernment, Lord God, so that we can be corrected, so that we can grow and we can improve in our walk, Lord God. Father, we just thank and praise you. I honor you for the leaders that you are sending our way, Lord God, for those that you have predestined for this journey with us, Lord God. Those who will go and spread the gospel throughout the land, Lord God. Those who will go and make disciples, I thank and praise and honor you tonight. And I ask God that you will have your way and let your precious will be done. Father, we seal this prayer tonight through our faith and ask that you will dispatch your angels to do that which you have commissioned them to do in each and every one of our lives. Father God, I pray for immediate manifestation of your glory. In Jesus' name, thank God and amen. All right, bless you all. We'll be back this coming, uh, yeah, we'll be back Tuesday, Tuesday. All right, so we're going to start Bible study on Tuesday. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> all right, love you all. Bye-bye.